Welcome to the Home Medic. You're listening to the segment on mold. Welcome back to the Home Medic, where we help you keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the mold manor. Heidi Hansen. <laughs> the mold manor. There you go. Yeah. I, yes. Last time around, I think we decided that my mansion was going to be a doghouse with a lot of urine um, in the corner. Did and... you hear him say we? That's completely inaccurate. <laughs> He decided that on his own. Uh, she's she's not letting me throw her under the bus with me. Have you ever heard that saying, which this goes really well with your ten or $10,000 fix. Uh-huh. This is my saying that I used to use with my husband when he didn't want to spend as much money as I did on home repairs. The bitterness of low quality lingers long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Sounds like she's got that one memorized. <laughs> That's right off the top of my head. <laughs> it is very true. You know, even Don Aslett, the famous mm-hmm. book writer, he even says, you know, if you have to replace a faucet three times by the time you've paid for the labor and purchased three faucets, you might as well have started out with a good quality one. And that is totally my experience. I'm not saying you should spend a million dollars if you don't have it, but go for the good quality. You know, that actually applies in what we're going to talk about. The subject, obviously, is mold. But yeah, I mean, if you go with, for example, a poor quality kitchen faucet and it starts to leak, now you're getting uh, mold issues, maybe above, maybe below. Those sorts of things can apply. And then that is, you're right, that is the $10, $10,000 fix rule. Oh, yeah. Not to mention how it sucks up your time. I dealt with, with faulty faucets for years, and I finally got a good one, and I'm so much happier. So I want to go to one of my favorite analogies. And usually it applies to mice, but it also applies to mold. The idea being, let's say that we eat pizza tonight. and I'll have mine combination. Maybe okay. it's a sausage and pepperoni pizza. <laughs> Meat lover here. So let's say that uh, some of the sausage falls on the floor. Okay. Let's say the whole piece of pizza falls on the floor. Ooh, Scooby's going to be happy. And let's say that Scooby isn't here <laughs> because he would eat it. Actually, he would eat some of it and then he'd leave a mess. Scooby is Garth's darling big dog. And so what happens next is that the mice will find it and then we got a mouse problem. Mm. So there are a couple of ways to fix that. We can put a number of mouse traps and mouse poison around the pizza. Ooh, okay. We could build a big moat around the pizza. Hoping the mice choose the rat poison over the pizza, huh? That's right. And Good uh, luck with that maybe one. we even hire a security guard with a rifle. Oh boy. Or uh, paintball gun, maybe? We, we paintball <laughs> gun. Let's go with the paintball gun. So doing so, there's a good chance that we will at least reduce the number of mice in the house that are related to the pizza. Okay. Or, or? we could pick up the pizza. Wow. Who would have thought of that? <laughs> uh, the same sort of thing applies to mold as well. You know, mold, like mice, they need food. So you just, you've got to eliminate the food. Perfect. So well, you are a genius, Garth. Uh, yeah. Uh, you get my gold star today for keen sense of the obvious is what somebody once told me. <laughs> so mold can grow on cheese. It can grow on food. It can grow on wood. It can grow on sheetrock. It grows in carpet. Basically, anytime when you add moisture and anything that mold can grow on, you've got mold. Now, in the case of the kinds of mold that we're most concerned about, the mold on cheese is not going to be your Stachybotrys, Penicillium, Aspergillus type molds. That's always fascinated me, that some of the best cheeses are made with mold, but we're not supposed to 
be, you know, in contact with mold. I mean, yeah, uh, different but, kind of mold. And yes. I totally uh, have no idea what I'm talking about. If you're talking about the kind of mold that is on cheese. Okay. I won't ask you about all the great cheeses then. Uh, or food. <laughs> only so, for the pizza yeah, that only we're going to pick up. Off anything that is or used to be wood. So you can have mold on paper, on cardboard boxes. Uh, you can have mold, of course, on sheetrock because you've got that paper. So it's not just porous materials. It's anything that had to do with the wood fiber to begin with. Right. Interesting. And mold, of course, you know, kind of like termites. Uh, termites are here on Earth to reduce leaves and wood back into soil. Well, wait a minute. How then can we get mold or quote-unquote mildew on tile grout? Yeah, that that's would be, not a wood product or a byproduct. That would be a different kind of mold that is not the penicillium stachybotrys. Oh, okay, good to know. Good to yeah. know. Again, you know that may be a mold, maybe a mildew, probably both. All right, I'm still. We I think we did do a podcast on mold versus mildew. If not, we will. Yeah. So you got those sorts of items. Obviously, you know, maybe you open up the fridge one day and you see that what used to be a block of cheese is now just a blue chunk of. Right, right, exactly. Probably shouldn't eat that. So the bad mold has grown on the good mold. (laughs) (laughs) We now need to throw away the good mold with the bad mold. Yeah, definitely should throw that away. But that is not the kind of molds that people often talk about if you're talking about home-related issues. Uh, Different kind of mold. Another concept I want to cover is that there is a difference between mold and a mold history. Mm. And this is going to be another one of those things where I really make mold remediators mad at me. At least the dishonest ones are going to be mad at me. So let's say that in 1999, somebody has... Well, actually, let's go with your story that you talked about. Uh, what, okay. what year was that? Uh, that was probably about six years ago. Okay. So let's say that it was 2010. Okay, Perfect. And you had water go into your basement, you got the carpet wet, you got your sheetrock wet, you removed the carpet, you removed the sheetrock, and then you painted the floor because you were not in the mood to put new carpet in there and have that get trashed again. Right, because we hadn't quite figured out what the whole full problem was. We hadn't solved the source of the problem, so I knew it could potentially happen again. So let's say that you yesterday solved the source of the problem. Okay. In that case, it was an improper drainage slope that forced water towards the foundation and window well. You know, in my case, it was kids that actually put the hose in the window well and then turned the water on because they wanted to make a swimming pool. Right. So let's say that your kids turn into 20-somethings, they move away. The chance of them doing that again is pretty thin. Right. goes down. So now, you know, at least my kids, if they, you would, you would hope that a 25 year old kid isn't going to create a swimming pool out of the window well. Right. <laughs> we thinking, do have a funny that story. That chance is not zero. <laughs> That's right. It's not zero. I, I'll tell you a story some other time. But <laughs> <laughs> but it certainly goes down dramatically. So at, the, at this point where you have a reasonable expectation that it's not going to happen again, you can now put the carpet back in, et cetera, and you can consider the problem to have been addressed. What I'm getting to very slowly is that, let's say that you had, uh, I don't know, maybe a few inches on the backside of part of the sheetrock that you did not cut off. Like I didn't cut it high enough. Yeah, let's say that you didn't. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't, I don't know. I'm hoping I did. Haven't haven't been there. But what you have at this point, six years later, the source has been addressed, it's not going to flare up again, you have what's called a mold history. 
Hmm. You have mold carcasses there. It's a mold morgue, so to speak. Is that kind of like psychiatric history? Does that just never, can you never live that down? (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you can't, then there's a lot of us that uh, would also be guilty parties. I know that my dad actually uh, had that happen to him last year, too. He had his sprinkler system partly above ground, and it was all underneath uh, some ivy that was right next to the house, and I despise ivy. You know, you got spiders in there. It's not inspectable. It's just nasty. And so he had that leak, and it filled up one of those basement bedrooms that used to be mine, Mm. and then he had to play that game, and he actually had that sort of situation happened twice. It happens to everybody. So how bad is mold history? If those, if you've got the mold morgue or the dead mold there in your uh-huh. mold mansion, how, if, is that a problem? I like that term, the mold mansion. Yeah, you so came up with that. So if you've got a mold mansion morgue, what you have, again, it's dead mold. And there are people that are still uh, allergic to that dead mold. But the chances of it getting into the air by itself... I'm going to say pretty close to zero. Really? Because it's just sitting there. It's dead. It's on the back of the sheetrock or wherever it is. Nothing is moving that into the air. So if you piece the new strip of sheetrock onto the bottom and do your little taping. Yeah, you're probably good. You don't need to call in a mold remediator if you've got a mold history. Oh, wonderful. If you have an active mold colony or a, if you haven't remediated the source, maybe you still got the four-year-old living in the house and he still likes yeah. to put the, the hose in the window well, you haven't done the remediation. How long does it take to be sure? So, so I had something happen also in my laundry room and had some water in there. I did not get those big commercial fans. Uh-huh. I did use a fan. I did try to air it out. I did try to get rid of the problem. But if I didn't get it dried out quick enough, do you think there's still a threat? There will be, as long as that area is wet to any level, there will be mold that is growing. So if it's dried out, it's probably fine. Once it's dry, yeah, the mold's dead and it's fine. The exception to that rule for me Let's say that there was there was a home I did where, again, it was a real estate purchase, and they found that uh, water had gotten in through a window into something of a toy box. It was a combination toy box slash sitting area mm. right in the, in the living room. Okay, yeah. And so you open that up, and of course it was a sealed environment, so the moisture that got in there stayed. Mm. And then you had those molds that were happening. The realtor actually got in there and tried to remediate herself, and that caused her some major lung issues for a long time. Oh, my word. So, yeah, it needs to be done by somebody who knows what they're doing, using the proper kinds of breathing protection. You can either hire somebody, which is preferred, of course, or if you really want to do it yourself, there's tools and protective equipment you can use, and that's all on the website. Great tip. Uh, HomeMedicUSA.com. What about test kits for mold room, for rooms? I mean, can you just test for for it yourself so you know if you really have a danger or don't you you have to call a professional? And that is also on my website. You can get test kits there. You know, you can pay a mold remediator, you know, whatever his fee is, maybe a couple hundred bucks. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you you might have to endure, you know, those guys are various levels of honest. So they might be a little bit aggressive telling you that you need to do this and that? Yeah. And boy, I have stories again. There's one guy that I know who had this magic spray. Mm. And he ran into this old, almost senile lady, and he told her that she had mold. And his answer to that was he had this magic spray. He was going to wander through the house with his magic spray and then she would be moldless is there any retaliation on your part for on behalf of this little old lady i was the, 
boy. No, I'm, you know, I mean, that's kind of infuriating it to really hear that. Is because, you know, with his magic spray, what he was going to do, you know, again, he was going to tell her that he was going to turn her house into moldless, which is impossible, A, as long as anybody's opening doors or windows. Mm-hmm. B, if, even if she has like a potted plant. Again, the purpose for mold is to decay leaves and twigs, et cetera, back into soil. Oh, now, hey, we've never hit on that. That's good to know. We have not. So there is a purpose. Yeah, mold mold has a reason to be here on Earth. It's got a vital job, kind of like termites. You know, most of us don't want mold and termites. You know, we, we don't mind having them break grass down back into soil. Right. We just don't want them breaking our house back down into soil. Yeah. They have a purpose. So this lady... No matter how magic his magic spray was, she was still going to have mold. And especially if there was mold, which in this case there was not, but if there was and she ever opened her doors or windows again or ever Mm. watered her plants again or did any one of a thousand normal things again, there would be mold again. And he just charged her a thousand dollars so that she could feel mold free for a day. So, yeah, there are no sort of shysters out there. He actually went down into the crawl space and told her that she had this big mold thing uh, down there. So she called me up because I'd been the inspector. I went down there and his mold problem that he identified uh-huh. was a charred joist. Mm. A plumber had actually done the welding on some copper plumbing and like inside. the wood kind of yeah, burnished he, or whatever you want to call it. Right. Yeah. And he was bit. using a flame and that caused some char there. And it was pretty obvious because the solder joints were right there in front of the char. Oh, but this goodness. guy was telling the lady that she had mold and that she was going to die. And, you know, you have those sorts of people out there. So if you want to avoid that and, you know, get the straight stuff, first off, listen to our podcasts. There you go. Secondly, you can go to my webpage and you can get mold test kits. There are a number of them that are available. I'll just send you straight to Amazon and you can get those and you can get the results yourself. Again, be aware when you get those results, you need to have two of them so that you can compare. There will be mold on any test that is not done inside a clean room. A clean room. Yeah. So let's say that you decided you wanted to start a computer chip manufacturing business. Right. Are you talking about like completely sterile, sanitized, yeah. every inch and corner? No mold, no bacteria, no dust, no anything. It's mm. those which, guys don't want anything on those computer chips that is not. Which a typical well cleaned house, it doesn't get to that level even, does it? Of cleanliness, doesn't even come close. All right, that's what I thought. So I won't feel too guilty yeah. if it shows. So some the mold. term "clean room" doesn't mean that you and I cleaned it. it especially wouldn't mean that I cleaned it. Okay. If you cleaned it, it would be cleaner. But <laughs> cleaner, maybe. That's huh? not what we're talking about. Yeah, we're talking about one of those rooms where the the workers in there are wearing moon suits because you don't want dander from their skin or their hair. Mm. Oh, they're fully encased, and you know, there's million dollar equipment. That's the kind of clean room that I'm talking about. Okay, that's good. So to unless know. you're in that space, there will be mold that is in any and every room. Mm. So, again, when you're doing the mold test, you want to compare the area that you think the problem is in versus the outdoors so that you can have something to compare to. How likely is it, if you have a mold problem in one room of your home, for it to travel to the rest of the home? Does it spread itself out fairly well, or is it more concentrated in the area of problem? So, it is in the nature of mold to try and reproduce. Let's say that it lands on a wet piece of wood or Mm -hmm. maybe some wet carpet. 
and it finds the conditions that it needs to grow. Next thing it's going to want to do is reproduce. So it spits off hundreds or millions of mold spores. Those mold spores are now in the air, and they're just going to fly around looking for some other wet place to go. Mm. If they land maybe on a dry kitchen counter, they're going to die. I see. If they land maybe in a furnace filter, they're going to die, unless that furnace filter is wet for some reason, Mm. which is unlikely. If they land on some other, let's say that they were on a wet wall underneath a windowsill because the sprinklers were spraying that window area. I see. And they travel around in the house and they find another windowsill that is equally bad. Mm-hmm. Then you can get another mold colony start there. Oh, wow. So, so it does promote them kind of traveling around in the home, even right. though they're mostly in the one area. Right. Yeah, the bottom line is there will be molds trying to grow. And again, there's molds out in your yard. You've got grass, you've got roses, whatever you've got out there. Even if you have a xeriscaped lawn and you just have cactus, your neighbors will have molds. Mm-hmm. Or there will be trees that cause molds. So it's in the environment. And, you know, there are millions of them. So if you create the set of conditions they need, it will find you and it'll find you quickly. Oh, boy. Okay. That's good to know, though. Okay. So if you need to test, test kits are available on Garth's Test kits available. HomeMedicUSA.com. And, you know, occasionally I'll have, maybe I'll write an article about spiders being creepy crawlies or mice or something like that or snakes. And I'll always get one guy who will be really upset and say, spiders are not creepy crawlies. And they'll do it in all caps or whatever. I don't think that there's anybody who really appreciates the natural beauty that is mold. But maybe we'll find that guy. Well, you know, there is blue cheese. (laughs) That is true. Let's see. I once had a a filet mignon stuffed with blue cheese. And wow, was that ever tasty. Mold. Everything has its place and time. You're not only a carnivore, but you're a mold eater. (laughs) That's right. Let's uh, let's mm. dispense with the mansion again. We'll do that at the end. You are spoiling all my fun. And um, <laughs> all right, we're going to continue in the next segment with prevention and causes, and uh, then we're going to go to remediation methods and sampling. And I have a bazillion stories. We're going to go those too. So bazillion. hang on tight. We're turning you into master of your mansion. That's right. And as always, be yourself. Everybody else is taken. This is Julia McKay with your Natural Solutions Tip for the Day. We want to talk today about our cleansing blend. Our cleansing blend protects against environmental threats, and you can diffuse it to purify and freshen the air. And you can also use it to soothe away irritations from bug bite. We also have recipes for natural cleaning around your home, which will keep your family safe as well. If you'd like to know more about a cleansing blend, go ahead and email us at naturalsolutions at homemedicworld.com. 